you have tuned in to the greatest uh, podcast in Payne County, uh, run by celibate priests. This is the Pastors of Payne, Father Kerry Wakulich, the pastor of St. John Catholic Student Center, and I'm here with the, well, I'm not sure what to call these people It's over a full here. house today, people. Uh, Father Brian O'Brien here, and I'm joined by the associate pastor Whoa. of Payne, Father Robert Duck. Hello, hello, hello. It's uh, good to be here. It's finally, after so many months of being in Stillwater, I finally get to be a part of the Pastors of Payne We finally gave the invite. Podcast. Yeah. Whoa, uh, invite? I, yeah. I, I was the support. Pastors I, of Payne. We'd have to change the, the name. The parochial and vicar the, the and logo, the pastors. The associate yeah. pastor of Payne. I get it. No respect. <laughs> I was like Father Rodney Dangerfield. Or something. I, don't any, I don't get no respect. <laughs> Very nice. Father Rodney Dangerfield. Brilliant. Well, for, this anyone, is... for anyone under the age of 50, Rodney Dangerfield uh, was a, in fact, we're all under 50, but you have to Google it. Google it. What was, what was, was your favorite, do you have a favorite Rodney Dangerfield movie? Back to School. Oh my yeah. gosh. The trip. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Back to School was like yeah. pure. Is that the one comedy. where he had uh, who was the famous author that of Cat's uh, uh, Cradle? Yeah, Kurt Vonnegut. Yeah, Kurt Vonnegut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh no! And then he get a C on his own uh, yeah. essay of his book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the triple lending is that was that? Yeah, the, he does the big dive. Yeah, the, like he bounces to the other diving board. Yeah. <laughs> so we're recording this. Um, uh, this today is uh, Wednesday. So if you didn't know, I know we say this every once in a while. We are not a live show. Sorry, Mrs. We're O'Hare. Recording this Wednesday, so tonight is Game Seven of the World Series. Oh! So I wanted to come on. My my hope was we would be able to come on today, and I would be able to proclaim the Houston Astros as world champions for the second time in three years. <laughs> but the game's tonight, so I can't. I love do the that. sound effects we make around so here. So either, man, I'm so thrilled that the Astros are world champions, or wow, what a disappointing series. Yeah. Anyway. That was it, it. It so far has been pretty wild series, because yeah, the road team won every game. I know, and no until, team until the game seven when the Astros won. Maybe <laughs> we have no idea. Wow, this is exciting but times. What is exciting uh, liturgically? We always try to give sort of people a little, a little liturgical update. So uh, November first uh, was All Saints. Oh, Holy Day of Obligation. Holy Day of Obligation. I hope you went to Mass if you didn't. Find um, a confession line. Find a confessor. And then, uh, well, anyway, so we want to maybe we want to talk a little bit about saints today. Oh. Do you have, uh, Father Robert, do you have a favorite saint? I do have a I have favorite saint. It's the can, name of our rectory, St. Joseph. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Tell us, yeah. tell us more. St. Joseph, maybe an obscure saint. You may have heard of him. But, uh, <laughs> you see... Uh, the foster father of Jesus, our what? Savior. Um, wow. Well, okay. Yeah, it never says a word in the gospel, but his his role is pivotal in salvation, and uh, it's just uh, he's he's my confirmation saint. I chose Joseph as my confirmation patron. Whoa! And, uh, it's just been a real um, figure of of holiness to me. Uh, patron saint of fathers, patron saint of the Universal Church, um, patron saint of carpenters, which I'm not, but uh, <laughs> uh, he's. Uh, he nevertheless is uh, a great, uh, great inspiration to me. I would, I would like, I would just like to pause for a second and notice something about the introduction of Father Robert Duck today. The vocabulary level increased substantially using the word pivotal. 
Pivotal, yeah. that's a normal word. You and I have never used the word pivotal. I use that word all the time. I doubt it. Just not with you because I know yeah. you won't understand what <laughs> <laughs> Father Robert does have a good, a good solid vocabulary. Yeah. As yeah. a sandwich artist yeah. at Subway, yeah. is that where you... No, former sandwich artist at former. Subway. Former. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's where I had my conversion, was making sandwiches. Uh, Whoa, so, so you are kind of a carpenter. You had to like get out a knife and like saw yeah. Subway yeah. sandwiches? Especially when that bread is a day old, it feels like a piece of sandwich. <laughs> but uh, it's nice and soft when it's baked fresh, but after about 24 hours, it's, it's hard as a brick. <laughs> So we just uh, we told you we we moved into our uh, new rectory about uh, two weeks ago now, and one of the things we're doing is we're naming every room. There's six rooms in the rectory, and we're naming each room. And we decided that whoever lives in the room first gets to name their their room. So this is what actually got this conversation started. So my uh, my favorite saint. I have many favorite saints. You know, I love Saint Joseph. I love John Paul II. There's anyway, but my room in the rectory is going to be known as St. Damien of Molokai, who is pretty pretty famous. He's on the liturgical calendar. He's pretty pretty a pretty well-known story. Uh, Father Carey is naming his room. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I've changed my name. You did not. Yeah, I You've did. You've already ordered signs. Oh, I'm sorry. I changed it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We have an order. Okay. Whew. Knowing What's you, you probably... One? So I, I decided since I live on the second floor and I have this... Luca? Uh, what? Huh? My name is Luca. <laughs> uh, not that song. Okay. Not that song, please. And it looks out on, you know, woods. the city of Stillwater. But also there's like 150 acres of woods behind us as well. That I was going to name mine after a great saint. I I think We've not heard this. Father Robert yeah, this and is, I are This is at him breaking news in, in anticipation. I I I know. Uh Saint Simeon the Stylite. You all know who Simeon the Stylite is? Yeah. I've heard of him, but I don't know much he, about him. I couldn't tell you anything about him. Like, Stylites are these people that would li- like live in a basket, on a tree, or on a post, way up in the air, and they would give great advice to people. And so that is, I think, what I'm going to use. I like, I have a sort of a balcony. I can become like, uh, like the whole- pontificate from the balcony? I, I probably will to the squirrel like po- like Francis. stay up there? Didn't Simeon the Stylite, he like went up on top of this pole uh-huh. and then stayed there? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. Are you just going to stay upstairs? I'm gonna, I think I'm going to quit my job and just stay up on the back patio and preach to We're the... Have to cover for you again? <laughs> <laughs> Since he was a hermit, he was also pretty quiet. Which... Oh! oh. Uh, I will be yeah, doing... It's all coming out. I'll be doing a little of that, a little hunting from the back patio. Yeah. So is that really yeah. what you're going to name your room? I, I don't know. Send me the stylite. Oh, one week. Whoa. One week and then we're nailing this thing down. Seriously? Because you you were gonna you were gonna do Andre Bissette. Oh wow! Well, I mean, that's like a family saint. That's my great grandfather's first cousin, which is pretty awesome. Wow! Well, yeah. So uh, I right, we well, got one week. Let's hope holiness runs in the family. Oh, <laughs> yeah! All lightning right. does strike twice in some places. Yeah. So so then, I'm, so I'm on the road. So I sent this email out to Father Kerry and to Father Robert. Hey, what do you want to name your rooms? Because we have six rooms. So we each were going to name the room we're living in, and then we'd have, you know, maybe a little, a little powwow and, uh, and, and figure out the other ones. So Father Robert rolls in with a saint that I've never heard of. And he tells us, this, he tells us the story of this awesome saint, and I was totally blown away. And I was like, that's awesome. We need to do a show about obscure saints. Well, is it St. Droga of Belgium, the patron of unattractive people? Is that what it is? No. <laughs> So anyway, so here, so what we want to do is, in, in honor of all saints, 
uh, is tell you about some of our favorite obscure saints. Okay, Father Robert. So give us, give us the scoop. Yeah, my my uh, my room is going to be named after Saint Nicholas Owen of the Society of Jesus. Who he is? Uh, he was a, a, a an English saint, a lay Jesuit, uh, who was a, a kind of a man of smaller stature. Is he was kind of formally known as Little John. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, in, <laughs> Little John. But uh, I guess John is short for Nicholas. But uh, he uh, he has actually kind of an amazing story. So when you ask me who do I want to name my priest room after, he was actually the first one that came to mind because he was a saint who was martyred in Elizabethan England in, I think, 1606. And he, what he did was he was a carpenter who made little priest, what they called priest holes, priest rooms, where uh, Catholic families would hide priests during the persecution of Catholics in England. Like Edmund Campion. Campion. Yeah, there yeah. Was so he knew him personally. Like he was, really? He, he was a, like a... He saw Edmund Campion as kind of his his mentor. Whoa, Campion's awesome. He wrote that brag. He was locked in the tower. And those dudes were like being like like strung up from ship masts in the ports, right? Yeah, so that, I mean, Nicholas Owen was martyred in the Tower of London London by by being held up by chains. He was was martyred in the most kind of gruesome of ways. Um, He had a hernia. He had a kind of a lame leg that was a horse falling on him. But, like, despite these handicaps, he was a master carpenter who would, you know, move through bricks and, and wood, and he would always work under the cover of night. And the only person who would ever know where this priest hole is is, is Nicholas Owen and the, the house owner. So a lot of people believe that a lot of the rooms that he built have still not been discovered because he, is, he was so creative and building these little cubby holes for priests to stay. Okay, descri- describe one to us because I've I've heard that you can like take a tour of these priest hidden rooms in people's homes throughout England. Yeah. I mean, that's like where we get like the candle at Christmas. Like you can put the candle yeah, up in the yeah, window, yeah. right? Is that is that right? Uh, that might be related to. I'm not quite sure on that. Like that you, this is a place where a priest could come to celebrate mass. Yeah, that could have been a, a, a signal um, to to those who were kind of passerbys that they could find mass in this home uh, in persecuted England. Um, but Nicholas Owen, he, he would do these kind of, um, he'd find the most creative ways to, to hide these rooms behind uh, cupboards, behind, under floorboards. And they weren't spacious. I mean, my room is far bigger than what any of these preschools <laughs> are. But he, uh, he did it in the most creative way. And he'd often sometimes do a, an easier to find smaller kind of cubby okay. hole. And then behind that would be actually be the, the priest room. So if people broke in and say, oh, they, you know, they pulled back the bookcase, they would see this empty kind of cubby hole, like, oh, the priest not, must not be here. But in actual, actuality, he would be behind the wall in the real priest hole. It's like he was, a, he was just a, a genius in this way. But anyway, he was arrested. Once, finally, he was ultimately released because they found him to be of kind of no consequence. He <laughs> they just didn't know what he was doing. He, they didn't know who he was, and uh, a Catholic family had paid a, a fine to have him released. So he continued his work. He, uh, <laughs> his name got bigger. Um, he became more widely known. Finally arrested again. He gave himself up voluntarily to, to distract the, uh, the arresting officers from... Uh, the fact that there's two other priests nearby, 
So he gave himself Whoa, up really? uh, to, to protect two priests so the sacraments could be continued on in, in England. Because you said he was a, a lay Jesuit brother? Yeah, yeah he, was a, he was a lay brother, um, and he joined the Jesuits uh, even after he had already been kind of a master carpenter. Um, he met Nicholas or uh, Edmund Campion, I think, later in life and saw him as a, kind of a mentor in showing the Society of Jesus. Um, well, yeah, Campion's brag is that that document he wrote. If you go out and just Google Campion's brag and, and read it, and you can get an idea of what was going on in Elizabethan England. Yeah. Uh, I mean, these guys were like going over to to mainland Europe to be trained as priests, right? They were part of the Society yeah. of Jesus. There's the, the Venerable English College in Rome, which is called Venerable. It's the only uh, seminary in Rome that's called Venerable because its first seminarians – they knew that once they go back to England to be priests, they'd be more than likely martyred. And sure enough, I think the first 20 or so seminarians that graduated from the Venerable English College were martyred. Oh, no so way. Like late 1500s, early, early 1600s, 1600s yeah. in England. Wow. I, I just read, because uh, uh, I don't know anything about uh, St. Nicholas Owen until Father Robert brought him up two weeks ago. Uh, he is the patron saint of... Um, Illus- illusionists and, <laughs> and like escape artists. Yeah. Like a Houdini kind of mm-hmm. like, because he would make, he could make all these things. He's That's a, awesome. Yeah. What he, a great story. He helped someone escape from the Tower of London or it's thought or it's believed that he was the kind of the master behind, mastermind behind this, this escape from the Tower of London. Um, but it, it is a fascinating, fascinating story, fascinating saint and, not a lot of people know about him. He was canonized in 1970 by Paul VI, St. Paul VI, with the 70 English martyrs of, uh, or 70 martyrs of England and Wales, as they call it. Um, Whoa. So he was, he's one of 70 that were kind of grouped together, Edmund Campion being yeah. among them. And then how did he die? He was... So he was racked, basically, uh, which means he was held up by chains, gauntlets around his, his hands, and they put this like metal plate or something on his chest, which caused, when pressure is applied, causes hernia to burst and his intestines burst, uh, fell out. You asked. I, I don't want to go there, but. Yeah, like Campion. Yeah. Campion. Oh, what the, yeah. Like the story of Campion is like they put a hook in his guts and pulled his intestines out and then someone like rode off with them and then they like cut him into pieces. Sorry, parents whose <laughs> children are listening currently. Sorry about that. Yeah, they cut him yeah. to pieces. That's pe- the way it goes, though. <laughs> they cut him to pieces and like threw him out into the ocean. And like, yeah. When he was, he was arrested the first time, he was tortured, but he never gave up anybody's name. And then finally, when he was arrested the second time, he was continually tortured, never gave up, gave up a name, um, and gave his life up for it. Come on, Jesuits of modern era, take some lessons from the venerable English. That's amazing. Yes. St. Nicholas Owen. Okay. Yeah. Pray for us. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What, all right, what do you got over there? You're, you're, I, 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 already gave some... him, I already gave you my list. No, no, you had some random. I uh, did, and you like patron saint of you, ugly people, Saint <laughs> Drago, Drago of Belgium. How did you become the patron saint of ugly people? Yeah. I have no idea. When we're a in man or a woman, uh, Saint Droga, Drogo is is a dude. Okay. You don't know. You've never heard Ivan of Saint Drogo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't like him when he when he killed Carl Weathers. Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed. Yeah. yeah, you can't just kill Apollo Creed and expect, <laughs> expect me to like you. Uh, <laughs> See, 
Saint Paul who killed people and then became a saint? No, Saint Dro- Saint Drogo is Flemish. What about the? He was on steroids. <laughs> Can't be on steroids and become a saint. Saint Drogo is a Belgian. This past year, when we did our our pilgrimage through Belgium, Luxembourg, France, Germany, and the Netherlands, I had the students. They had to go through all the saints of Belgium and the surrounding area, mostly Belgium, and find a patron saint. And one of the girls, Aaron Wood, it was Saint Drogo, the the patron, the patron saint of ugly people. I, his uh, feast day is April 16th. Oh, that's good. Oh, thank God. I thought you were going to say my birthday. <laughs> like, oh, that's, that's an ominous patron. Uh, and there's, he's just a, a Flemish uh, noble who was orphaned at birth and then became a hermit in this uh, town of Drone. Uh, and so people would just come to him for advice. That's why I, that's why I, I want to be a stylist. Particularly ugly. I, I'm not sure. This is the way the church the way the church puts it: the patron of those whom others find repulsive. Instead of, that's a broader, instead of unattractive people, people. That's a broader umbrella. <laughs> well, it, yes. There's, I think there's a uh, whole spectrum of stuff there that you could add to uh, Saint Drogo. So you're going to name your room after him? No, I'm oh, okay. not. He could buy locate. Could he really? Wikipedia says. Oh, that's pretty awesome. I'm I'm gonna go with Simeon the Stylite. I like, but I'm. You just went with Drogo. No, I didn't. Stylist. (laughs) Yes. Every morning I'm gonna be doing my hair, whipping Nay Nay with this hair back. All my friends at Every Man on Main Street, where I get my hair cut. You know. Oh, you won't have to because I'll have a I'll have a barber chair on the patio doing style. Do our hair. Uh, yours is pretty easy. I just run a set of clippers over Same that. Same haircut since fourth grade. Really? Generally. I mean, that's like a f- four clipper, and th- is that it all over? Three on the side, four on top. Takes about seven minutes. I know. That's a that's a really inexpensive haircut. Yeah. That's that slow? Yeah. Well, you got you know, to get the edges. <laughs> okay, so some other obscure saints. Uh, I went down. I went down a good list. Genesius. Ooh, Genesius, the patron saint of actors? Yes. And Bishop Kelly. Bishop Kelly, they yeah, used to do this. That's the only reason I know this. I know. And they would say, St. Genesius. And then everybody would do some sort of weird noise. Pray for us. They would say, at the, right before the show. Yeah. But, right before a musical at Bishop Kelly, the, the, the cast would get together and they would pray. And at the end, they would ask for the intercession of St. Genesius, what, patron saint what, of actors. What's his story? I don't know. know. St. Genesius? Do you know the story? No. I just came across it, and I started having flashbacks to Bishop Kelly uh, stage performance and, like, going there in different sets and sitting in their classes over in the uh, STC. Yeah. uh, And just kind of, like, enjoying watching these kids uh, perform on stage and act and different run the lights and whatever. And I remembered all the time. I was like, when I saw it, I was like, St. Genesius. I was like, no. What else that's you got over there? Gen- Genesius of Rome, patron saint of comedians. Oh, he's from Rome? Yeah. Where's he buried? Those I don't there. know. Patron <laughs> saint of comedians. Okay. What else you got? Saint Clotilde. Oh, him? Clotilde? Day? Clotilde? Day? The patron saint of disappointing children. As royalty, Clotilde's children to him every day. fought <laughs> endlessly and divided the kingdom. <laughs> um, 
Saint, saint Elgius. The patron saint. Of, okay, ready? Okay, this. I'm going to give you options for the patron. Uh, Elegius. Elegius is the patron saint of A, radio stations, which we're currently in, B, gas station workers, C, farm equipment managers, or D, space exploration peoples. Is there a, all the above? No, no, no. B. What do you got? Uh, I'm not going to say space exploration. Uh, I'm going to say radio station. And what was what was B? I forgot. Gas station yeah. workers. <laughs> he was the patron of metal smithing and horses, but then cars came, so there's that. Oh, okay. What else you got? Um, <laughs> then we got the desi- I do, I do. Where's this from? Okay, I, I can't tell you. It's a secret. It's a secret saint file I have of all these awesome saints. I ask for help against well. Against you all. Okay, so you ready? St. Hubert, Hubert of Liege. St. Hubert is the patron saint of hunters. And? Mathematicians. Rabies. People with rabies? Yes. Uh, so now, I didn't know. I could never pronounce his name. Hubert is the patron saint of hunters. Because yeah. H-U-B-E-R-T is also Hubert or Hubert. Remember, I, I had a uh, wedding in uh, Br- Bruce Lee, Louisiana, of some Heberts. And I got down there and I read it and I said, I'm trying to find this town. I can't even like get the name right. And the guy said, no, no, father, you don't have a wedding in Bruce Lee, Louisiana of some Heberts. You have a wedding in Brew Lee, Louisiana of some A-Bears. And I was like, it's Brew Lee, Brew Lee, Louisiana. It's right on the, on the, on the, on the Mississippi. But I saw it big kung fu yeah. and I was like, it's totally Bruce Lee. Is there a town named after Bruce Lee? Like, like, He's uh, very famous in Louisiana. Yeah. Okay. That, that's, wow. that's all the, that's all the saints I got. I so, mean, there's lots uh, of them. Well, last year in our, uh, in our youth group, we were, um, at the at St. Francis Xavier, we were uh, coming up with names. I like to name stuff uh, after saints. I am, I'm fully aware of that. Uh, so the we were gonna name the youth, our youth center, which we still haven't done. And so we did. There was a little survey that went around uh, among the among the uh, teenagers of what should we call the uh, the youth center. And the winner by far. Except that we're not going to do this, but uh, probably, it'll probably end up being a Stanley Road. Give me, well, double. give me some options. Give me some options. The, Let me guess. The, no, I'm just going to tell you the winner. No. The winner was St. Longinus. Oh, the the Roman centurion. Yes. So Longinus is one who it doesn't, I don't mean, he, I'm sure he has a feast day, but it's not like universally celebrated in the liturgical calendar. Um, but what a great story. This, this The soldier who was originally... Um, against Jesus, and then over the course of the last hours of Jesus's life, has this conversion uh-huh. yeah. to become a disciple. And the stations of the cross in the church kind of show that story. Yes. Of, of so that's like, actually that how conversion. I became familiar. I didn't really know the story. Oh, he's the centurion time. in the stations of the but cross. One come, of the two. Yeah. Yeah. If you come to St. Francis Xavier and look at our, our the stations of the cross, which are the the fourteen kind of paintings around the around the church that tell the story of the last hours of, life of Jesus, um, before his death, the there are these two soldiers, kind of one in gold, one in red. One 
uh, over the course of the 14 stations, one gets angrier and angrier and angrier. No. And one becomes a disciple. And it's meant to be the artist who did him, uh, whose name is escaping me at this moment, uh, Leonard Porter. He meant it to be like that's us. So Jesus, Jesus is who he is. Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. Jesus does not change. But we have options. We have free will. And you can either respond to Jesus, you can become his disciple, or you can turn away from him. Mm-hmm. And that's the two disciples. And Longinus, St. Longinus, uh, is the one who eventually says of the Lord, um, uh, what's the line I'm looking for? My Lord and my God. Yeah. And at the, and at, at the very end, truly, truly this man was yes, the son, son of, of is the son of God. Right. In the scriptures. Okay. So he's my man. A little obscure, a funny name, but an awesome, awesome saint, and one I think we can all uh, be inspired by. I got, I got one. So today is Wednesday. We're recording this Wednesday. Uh, yesterday, Tuesday, was the feast day of Blessed Chiaro <laughs> Badano. Badano. B-A-D-A-N-O. Like a teenager, right? Isn't that, is that Badano? B a d a n o. You speak Italian. Ita- yeah. You speak the most I, I, I'd Italian. I'd have to see it. But yeah. Here you go, Badano. right there. Oh yeah, Badano. Yeah. Okay, Chiara so Badano. Chiara Badano. And yeah, she's this young woman who dies in the. Uh, she's born in the late seven, uh, middle seventies, um, seventy one. That's we the early seventies. We were born in the middle seventies. I know. Not me. What year were you born? Nineteen eighty nine. Oh my gosh. Gosh, what the heck. Okay, so she dies in 1990 of you know this cancer that's just like ravaging uh, her body and like taking it over, and she has all of these awesome, super beautiful quotes. Now I warn you, like ever, this is weird. Like I was giving a little like presentation on her, I like, maybe a year ago, and I just started crying. I'm like, okay, this is weird. Why? So every time I've talked about her since then. I like started crying because it's it, just go read about her. I'm not even going to talk about her. Spell, just, spell her name for B A D A N O. Spell B- her first name. Chiara C H I A R A. Chiara Badano. And she's got this great line If I had to choose between walking again and going to heaven, I wouldn't hesitate. I would choose heaven. Nice. Uh, I just other ones. Uh, I love that she's she's a young young. Yes, person. beautiful how, how young woman. How old was she when she died? I think she was seventeen and a half, getting ready wow. to turn eighteen. Yeah. Wow. And so her feast day. Where's she buried? She's buried somewhere in, in Ita- Italia. Italia. Yeah, yeah Italy. And wow. Yeah, I just find her just to be an incredible figure for our uh, our time. Sasaleno, sas sasayeno. Sasaleo. Sasaleo. Wow, that's Spanish coming into Italian. Okay, so uh, these are some awesome saints. Okay, in our last couple minutes here, Father Robert, tell us uh, how have your first uh, couple months been in Stillwater? Terrible. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's been amazing. I can't believe how quickly uh, the weeks go by, but it is a tremendous blessing to finally be back. Um, and be back for good, where it's I'm not just here for two months like I was last year. I'm Mm -hmm. back for the foreseeable future. Uh, it's been fantastic getting to see the parishioners again, uh, the making uh, new friends and uh, meeting the new parishioners that have joined the parish since I left. 
Uh, I very much enjoyed being in Rome, but it was it was hard. It was hard. It was kind of a grieving period I had to go through because I had this amazing experience uh, here in Stillwater, and I wasn't sure if I was going to come back, but the Lord does answer prayers, and here I am Whoa. sitting here. What do you do all day? Wait, hold on a second. Are you serious? You, like, prayed to come back here? You're like, I, I want to come I mean, back. I mean, I certainly was open to going wherever the bishop wanted to send me, but it was okay. really hard not to set my heart on coming back, so that was – it was uh, I'm very grateful for for, nice. for being here. Uh, to answer your question what of what I do yeah. all day, uh, well, I usually celebrate Mass. Uh, that's, yes. that's usually the highlight and most important thing I do each day. I also visit the hospitals. I go anoint uh, the sick. I visit with people, various meetings around the church. I'm learning how to be an administrator from Father o- O'Brien. Father O'Brien, is that? That's is, me. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. Your confessions I, over I, I, at St. John's during yeah, Wednesday night Mass? Yeah. Which I will be there tonight. tonight. Woo! Yeah, I, I was planning on it. Yeah. Thank well, you. No, if I'm not there, then they, people can say like you you lied on the radio. But, <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, it's um, it's you're hearing a lot of confessions. You know, during mass, usually the usual confession times on Wednesdays from 4:30 to 5:30. 5:30 or 5:30 to 6:30, right, excuse me. And then on Saturdays from. 3.30 to 4.30. 3 to 4.30. 3 to 4.30. <laughs> he doesn't even He's know. Yeah. And I that's the end of the show yeah. right there. If you can't We're remember. We're so glad <laughs> Father Robert could join us. And uh, go look up some awesome saints because there are thousands upon thousands. Happy November, y'all. Blessings. God bless you. God bless you.